Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Georgia. Georgia. I'm here. Yes. Yay. It feels like so long. Um, I think it's the longest time that we've ever, well, I've ever taken away from mamas. Don't ever leave again. (laughs) (laughs) We missed you. How was it? It was really nice. Um, Actually, I've got quite a funny story to tell because I sort of, I did talk about it on social, but I wasn't very well um, for like the first, a lot of it, I wasn't very well, but nothing like really serious. The first few days I felt dreadful. I had like full on night sweats. So I was like, drenching the bed sheets so now I was having to go and get in bed with one of the kids because I literally couldn't sleep in bed anymore so one morning I said to James like I, I'm not getting out of bed today like I feel so bad oh god or I need to go and get like some medicine or something like something's got like something's not right I can't just this can't be happening so anyway he goes off do you know what I just go to like the pharmacy or something and I just ask them for like you know just like neurofen cold and flu you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. I just need that so um I didn't tell him I was leaving the hotel or anything so I thought I'd just get in a taxi so I get in a taxi they take me to the pharmacy and so then I get there and I'm like, oh, could I just get some like cold and flu tablets, something like that? And then she looks at me, she's like, you want antibiotics? And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll have antibiotics. You know, like basically (laughs) give me whatever you've got. She goes, oh no, you need prescription for that. And I was like, oh, okay, like where do I get that? Because she was very blasé about it. And she went, go over there. So I go over, sit in this waiting room and um, this lady comes over to me and she's like, can I have your passport? So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, here we go. Here's, here's my passport. Then they take me off into another room, okay? And they take my blood pressure, my pulse, my weight, my height, all of this stuff. Then I'm getting a hospital tag around my wrist. What? And I'm in a gown, right? So I'm thinking, shit, what? Like, I came here for neurofen, cold and flu. Oh, my God. Like, what is happening? Like, what is going to go on? Then they put me in, like, a wheelchair and wheel me round to this part of the hospital. So I'm like, shit, I've got my passport. <laughs> like, I've got no signal on my phone. I, James doesn't even know I've left the hotel. Now I'm in, basically, I'm in hospital. Like, I'm basically checked into hospital. What am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? So I sat there and I thought, right. 
I'm going to leave it for half an hour and just see what happens. Like, what are they going to do with me? Maybe this is protocol. Like, maybe this is how, what, how this is maybe how you get antibiotics. Jesus no Christ, idea. I would have been freaking out at this point. I was freaking out. I was sweating. I was panicking. Oh my God, it was awful. So anyway, I gave it half an hour. No one has spoken to me. So I just got up out of the chair and the, the lady in reception looked quite shocked that I'd got out of the wheelchair, obviously. And, um, and I was like, I haven't really got time to, to wait for this. So I'm just going to go, okay? I'm just going to leave. So I took, took my gown off. And then I was like, where do I get my passport back? Go back, get my passport. And I legged it out of there so fast. I get back to the hotel and I was like, right, I'm not ill anymore. I'm not, I'm not ill. I'm not ill anymore. I don't want, I don't want any of that again. I don't, I don't want that happening. That's the wildest story I have I ever heard. What do you think they thought you had? I, I don't know what they, th- they they think I had. I don't know if they got me confused with somebody else. And I they was thought you had COVID, a, I opera- reckon. They put me in a wheelchair. Bad COVID? I mean, maybe. Wheelchair COVID? I, I oh don't know. Like, anyway, so who knows what would have happened if I'd have stayed there any longer. But I'm glad I got up and left. Did James believe you when you said that you'd been on this wild hospital ride? I still had the tag on my <laughs> I still had the tag on my wrist. <laughs> And he was just cracking up. And he was like, I literally thought you were just laying in the room. I was like, well, no. I went on on a whole adventure, almost like checked myself in. Tell me about the rest of the holiday though. Was it good? Was it good for kids? Do you know what? It was really lovely. We stayed at um, the Ritz-Carlton, which was only about 15 minutes from the airport. And do you know what? There are so many families there who'd been five, six, seven times. And I think that is a real testament to the hotel because... Mm. It's it's quite an old school. It you you feel like you're in Abu Dhabi when you're there. Like the buildings mm. and and everything feel like very traditional, um, but the service is incredible. Um, like really, really great. And the pool is absolutely huge. There's lots of shaded areas for the kids. There's a great kids club. They have to be four to go in there though. Right. Um, yeah, I really loved it. And also it's six six hour flight. Were you teaching Gigi to say, Gigi, <laughs> I'm four. And she, I too. We did actually try and get her in one day. <laughs> we were like, do you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe she could get away with it. She's quite confident. She's hanging around with all the older girls and they basically just like laughed as yeah, she no. walked in like no. yeah no not no. happening Axel went in there a couple of times I think Abu Dhabi's a really good shout for a holiday lots of people obviously go to Dubai because they know it and they've seen photographs on Instagram we've all got a mate yeah. that's been to Dubai but Abu Dhabi's a bit of an untouched gem like you said yes. it feels it feels very um, kind of Dubai 20 years ago and the yes. architecture is stunning it feels much more like we wouldn't use rustic about the Middle East but like it's kind of traditional I guess yeah. um, I preferred it I actually prefer it to Dubai I would say that as well for definitely for young families it's it's and there's like there are things to do if you want to like there's like Warner Brothers world and Lego land and there's a water park if if that's the sort yeah. of thing you want we didn't really do any of that we went to Sadia Island one day we went to the Jamira hotel like on a day pass so you can do yeah. that as well obviously like the same as in Dubai you can go and visit other hotels if you want to nice um and that would be do you know what if you've got a baby that's under one that would be such a lovely hotel to go and stay at because it's really fantastic for adults and really great for like under ones. I think Axel, I probably probably couldn't have stayed there with Axel. He would have been bored. Right. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple of options. Love people. that from you. Well, Don't it's all been, 
Yeah, no, definitely don't go in the summer. Because what was it, 42 degrees when you left? 47 when we left. Jesus, no thank yeah. you. No. Um, well, it's all been chicken pox and Myrina coils since oh. she left. So let's just... Mm. Chicken pox, I think I've heard quite a lot about, but yeah. I haven't heard about Myrina coils. Yeah. So please... Let, yeah, fill me in. Fill me in. Does that sound wrong? That's what I said to the doctor earlier on, though. Um, I um, I got my coil fitted today and it was absolutely pain-free, if I'm honest with you. I thought you were going to say it was absolutely painful, but it was no, pain-free. It was pain-free. I went to the Welbeck Clinic um, in London and mm. I saw an amazing doctor called Dr. Debbie Gould and she was really, really gentle, really informative, Um just kind of matter of fact about it you know kind of I I, I I think that you know you can go into those situations and I don't know whether you feel nervous and then that that the doctor might kind of feed into that slightly but it was just kind of like this is what's going to happen it's not going to hurt you you've had two children so you know about pain and she explained it all to me and we did a scan she found a couple of cysts on my left and right ovary but tiny ones so she was like that's not going to be causing you the pelvic pain that you're experiencing um so that was good that was a relief because actually I've had a big cyst before like a nine centimeter one and I had to yeah. have that um I had to have that sorted out so I don't have to have any other surgery and then um and then she fitted the coil so now I'm going to get localized progesterone which will just be in my uterus yeah so I'm not good because I'm quite progesterone sensitive when I have to take my HRT and I get like lumpy breasts and quite sore and I get really bad rage and mood swings and all that kind of stuff so now I'm I'm moving on to my patches for my estrogen and I'm not going to have a bleed anymore and I've just got a bit of cramping it's probably three and a half hours after I had it and I've got a bit of cramp cramping and bleeding but otherwise um yeah You're it was right. really great yeah I will keep us updated because I'm really interested to know how you find it because I, I definitely want to have one fitted um but there's a few that, I mean there's more than a few I'm sure but uh so yeah I'm gonna look into it as well. yeah definitely well we've done a whole since you've been gone a whole episode <gasps> on know. contraception and we spoke in depth about the coil so <laughs> I'm sure you've listened to it already George I will go and I will <laughs> have a little refresh <laughs> do you know what's really funny was that she said to me she said now look um obviously a lot of partners um panic afterwards about the the sort of the tail or the 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 coil yeah. of the coil you know right sort of they, which they have to leave in and she said you know a lot of partners are worried that when they have sex they're going to be able to feel it and she goes but let's be honest 99.9% of them can't feel it <laughs> it's like <laughs> no no my husband won't be able to feel it either so it'll be absolutely fine in fact I won't even tell him I've had it fitted and then he won't freak out about it yeah. there, there's always a worry that that's going to happen but um I'll keep you updated um Yay. now today we are going to be talking about parenting struggles so thank you so much for sending in all of your questions Hundreds of questions have come in. So, so many. Um, yeah. God, we, we probably just have to get straight into it. But if we don't get around to answering your question, we'll, this will be one that we'll do another follow up on anyway. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, let's jump straight in. School holiday childcare, £200 a week for six weeks this summer. Mm, I know. <sighs> God, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if you listen back to last year's episode, like episodes around sort of July, August time, when it was the first school holidays that I'd had with Axel, I was so unprepared. And I think so Mm. many of us sort of like get rid of the nursery childcare costs and then they go to school and you think, oh, well, that's it then. And then you get the school Mm. holidays and realise just how expensive those camps can be. Um, and I mean, I don't really know what to suggest because there's not really many ways to get around it Mm. other than be really organized. They do early bird, like a lot of early booking discounts. If you 
book in advance. Yeah. And we're now June. So you do do need to get cracking. We're only sort of seven weeks away, really, aren't we? Six, seven weeks away from the schools breaking up. And I think like Georgia said, I think this time last year, we were both feeling the pre-summer holiday anxiety Mm. because, you know, we're both working parents and, you know, we we have to carry on with our work, but we've got kids at home at the same time. So yeah, definitely be kind of have a look online, talk to your friends, see what they're doing, maybe double up with them. If you've got a childminder or, you know, somebody that you can sort of tag team the childcare with seems like quite a good like for example if you're working three days a week and you know somebody who's also working three days a week potentially they might be on different days and you can have their kids and they can have yours that's what we're going to do a lot of this summer yeah tag teaming and Mm. also like you know some of the camps are a lot like cheaper than others I found do you remember the first year um Axel had sort of like the school holidays Mm. I think one camp wouldn't let him in and I booked him in because he wasn't five yet and it was going to be something like 60 pounds a day or whatever it was and then luckily I stumbled across a football camp and it was 15 pounds a day Mm. so you can find that the only thing is they're not always those long hours so if you've got an employer then it's probably good to have the conversations with them now around Mm. maybe working from home more in the summer so that you can you know get around those nine to three hours um or just yeah have a little bit more flexibility to be at home I guess good idea six-year-old not listening such hard work I mean me and Harriet are soul sisters because I haven't got a six-year-old but my five-year-old and my four-year-old are not fucking listening to me and this morning I tell you what I turned into the worst shouty horrible crazy mother where I just completely lost it at them I was just like you're not listening to me you're stressing me out and then I started to get really I could feel my cortisol levels rising and I started to get very feel very weird and then they got very upset it was a horrible scene actually I feel quite a lot of guilt and shame around it but it's um it, it it pushes you to the limit it pushes you to the edge actually when they're not listening and when they're not sharing it just constantly feels like it's one battle and when you've got one child you're saying to them can you put your shoes on can you put your shoes on? And Can you put your shoes on? It. Can you put your shoes on? It's like, just put your shoes on. I don't understand why you can't do it. You know, I sometimes go, is there any point in me being here? Yeah. No one listens to me anyway. <laughs> What's the point? I'm, I'm still going to speak. Do you know what I do though, right? So with Axel, because he has this thing where if he's watching TV or he's, you know, engrossed in something, it's like he zones the world out. So I'll be like, come on, you need to get ready for school. Ignore, ignore, ignore. So I do it back to him. So mm. if he's asking me for a drink or, I don't know, a snack or whatever, I'll ignore him like three times. And then he goes, mommy, you're not listening to me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what you do to me. Yeah. <laughs> how does it feel? It's really annoying, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's really annoying. I'm like, that's how I feel when yeah. I'm asking you to do something yeah. and you're not listening to me. So, you know, at six, I think that you can do those games, you know, play those games with them yeah. for sure. I also just like, I, pl- I play the game where I pretend to leave. I go, that's okay. You don't want to put your shoes on? I'm out of here. And I open the door and then they go, mummy, mummy, don't leave. And I go, right, shoes on, let's go. And that that's how I, it's, it's a cruel game. Um, But I, I feel it, it's impactful. I can't remember yeah. who it is. They phone the mummy hotline and they're like, okay, cool. No worries. You don't listen to this mummy. So this mummy doesn't work. So, okay, let's find you a new one. I'm going to phone the <laughs> mummy hotline. That's amazing. It does make me laugh. So, yeah, That's there's incredible. lots of tactics. 
There you go. There you go. How to tell off or set boundaries for my two-year-old? Now, there's only one thing we need to say to this is that you have to go back and listen to our episode that we did. Yes. I think it was a couple of years ago, actually, now. Um, but we have done a refresher one with Chris and Rose from Expect the Best. It's on the testing twos. Yeah. And all of the tips and advice are on that one. Just know that you are not alone. And... Um, yeah you know you you will come out the other side with it but definitely have a listen and absolutely the one thing I took away from that episode is like consistency like coming down to their level really trying not to like get cross and just being really consistent with no I don't like that Mm. or no we don't do that whatever it is um and just keep relaying the information but yeah go back and listen to the full episode because it's a brilliant one Hannah is saying that she is um in a mix about the lack of consistency with sleep some nights are okay some nights are awful yeah same same I mean uh, it just you can never get a good run of it and actually some of the mornings start at 5am like they did today then you chuck illness into the mix and then you want to go out and have a nice time and see some of your friends and then you end up you know I'm running on about four four and a half hours a night at the moment and I have been for a long time and it's very hard the only thing I will say is that um you know I, I try and fuel myself with good food like the minute I start eating shit and not exercising that's when I start to feel really rubbish yeah I think it's really hard going to bed not knowing how your night's gonna go yeah um I just I I really remember like when there have been phases with Gigi particularly like I remember four months or whatever just going to bed and not knowing what you're gonna get and it actually being really unsettling Mm. because almost if you're prepared and you know that they wake up at this time and that time and they always do it's like you go to bed and you know what's coming but when you go to bed just can't just not knowing it can be unsettling and I just think prior just prioritize your sleep and prioritize yourself in that moment like in those times so go to bed early like forget about you know the washing or whatever it is that you're staying up to do like a tv program because ultimately like the more sleep you get the earlier you go to bed the better you're going to handle those situations yeah agreed great advice can feel boring for it but it's just important for those short moments that you get that we'll be right back after this short break ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Oh, I like this one. Can we just do this one? Because I've just seen it. Five-year-olds moaning every time they're asked to do something. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I have this. 
yeah we have I this. Really have this I don't know what to do about it but because I just end up going stop moaning stop whinging I don't understand if there's any child psychologist listening to this that understands what it is about I reckon it's like five and six year olds yep. that just love to moan about everything that about yeah anything to be honest like Axel even moans about stuff he likes it's my mind or if it's not enough of it like we were talking this morning about um don't tell Dozza but we're just going to go out and get two kittens it's quite big news I've just decided we're getting two kittens (laughs) he's not going to notice it's fine no but when when they're at home he'll love them but I'm just not going to check with him because he'll say no and the kids are desperate for cats like I just I love I grew up with cats and I love cats and dogs and he said no to everything so I'm just going to do it and then I was like we're going to get two kittens and I've been talking to the girls about it and then they're like but we Luna's like we want three can we have three and I was like we're not having three we're having two and then this oh but I don't want to and I, I just said to this morning I was like you've got no idea how lucky you are and I think I think what it is I think a lot of it comes down to wanting attention like for example when yeah. there's three of them around they feel that that's the only way that they can be heard mm-hmm. especially I think in my house that's what it is anyway um and I also sometimes think that the kids get so much of everything. They're so spoiled. They're so lucky. And I'm, when I say spoiled, I don't mean spoiled brats. I mean, they just, they're very lucky to have the lives that they have. And I sometimes think they get, they don't have the emotional capacity to understand that. So their natural instinct is to be like, eh. and it's like, oh, yeah. well, I'm sure we were the same, Winji. Yeah, yeah, maybe we were. And hopefully it's just another one of those phases. Um but I, oh my God, it's like the bane of my life. Yeah, Absolutely agreed. bane of my life. So I, I get it. Balancing a full-time job, studying, toddler not sleeping and being a good wife and friend. Good Lord. That's a lot. It we is, should be getting medals. We should be getting medals every week or like spa trips every week. No one gives a shit. It's such a lot. It is intense. It is stressful. It is exhausting. It is thankless sometimes. You feel, what am I? What is this life? What am I doing it for? And then you have those amazing moments with your kids and you're like, okay, now I get it. But that doesn't, you are entitled to say that you feel completely washed out, burnt out and exhausted because it's so much to cope with. It is so much to cope with. And I really don't know what the answer is because, you know, you're saying here, like you've got a full-time job. You're also studying your toddler's not sleeping we all take on so many hats and I don't know what it is is it our generation is it just people in general you know like does everyone feel like this or is it just some of us that feel like this that we have to do everything I don't know and I you know we, we've got how many episodes of the podcast have we done where we've discussed this sort of thing and yeah and just the the overload and and just yeah, yeah just burnout. taking on yeah the yeah. burnout and taking just taking on so much and you can do certain things to help but ultimately it is just an endless juggle and I'm sure it will get easier you know at different points and there are so many beautiful moments in all of it quite quite good advice and I think I think you know, if you can try and do some of this, or at least, you know, give yourself half an hour, you know, once a week just to do something for you. And I, and for me, that, that outlet is meeting up with a mate. So it doesn't matter how tired I am. You know, I know coming home and getting into your cozies, getting the kids to bed and just shutting the door and having that space is also excellent. But when you're coming home and not doing that, because you've got studying to do and you've got, you know, housework to do and you've got cooking to whatever it is, then there's no yeah. escape. So even if you just prioritize meeting up with a girlfriend or a best mate for an hour, an hour a week to go and sit and have a glass of wine or go get get out of the house and go for a walk or go for a, you've got to bring in elements for you it doesn't matter yeah, how small they are is, 
you yeah, need to step exactly. away from all of the shit that you've got to get through and you've got to just be you yeah. without it and that is really I think you can deal with it if you have that in your life yeah I was gonna say you've got to find things that bring you joy like yep. and make you happy and it yep. is about making sure that those things are non-negotiables like you have to do those things um otherwise everything else falls apart yeah yeah definitely um the oh god this one is me i could have written this the guilt of leaving your child at childcare while you go to work eats me up does it mate listen i'm seeing i'm not even seeing my kids at the moment i'm seeing i'm on a i'm covering for kelly so i'm on drive time at the moment which is mm. four till seven i'm getting up with them i'm having them for an hour before they go to school or you know one lucy who looks after them comes to collect them and then i don't see them again for 24 hours because they're in bed when I get home yeah. and then I see them again for an hour. I'm basically seeing my children for five hours this week and I hate it. I love yeah. my job. I come in and I'm thriving and I'm like, I would cut my finger off to have this show. But I, you know, the downside is I'm, my kids are FaceTiming me going, mommy, when are you coming home? Yeah. Why are you leaving again? And I'm like, oh my God, because I'm trying to pay for this house that we've bought and I'm, I love my job, and I, but I love you. And I'm like, we just need to get to Sunday and then we'll have a lovely day together. And it's like, this is shit. Yeah. I no. really feel it at the minute. Yeah, I think it's, it is really tough. Um, and I bet there's a lot of people who feel the same as well, especially coming out of the pandemic. And, you know, maybe lots of people are going back into the office now. Mm. And so, you know, before they'd have those hours after school or before school, and now they're spending it on a train rather than being with their kids. Um, I think, yeah, I think a lot, I, I think a lot of people feel like this. But mm. I do think ultimately by you know you're going to work to create a lot of good life for your children mm -hmm. but also they're socializing they're also whether that's with you know a nanny a childminder kids in the nursery nursery nurses wh whoever it is they're learning to be you know okay with other people and also like they're getting other influences in their lives and I think that's really important as well you know that they, they can take certain things from other people they can they're not always going to be able to be with you um and so whenever you have to start that is whenever you have to start that and I just there's so much guilt around childcare, and yeah I like I'm you know I'm, I'm sure I've felt guilty at certain points you know going to work and stuff like that but ultimately if there's not a choice like you know I need to work you need to work then it, there's you it shouldn't feel guilty it has to be done like you shouldn't feel guilty for it and there are so I could I could re like go on about the positives for so long about you know raising independent children and you know like how the separation can be good and th th there's so there's so many different arguments and um but ultimately if you have to go to work you need to look at focus on all the positives and think about all the positives yes and absolutely and you're right and I hear you and I know that this person who sent the question in is also listening to this and hearing you but ultimately inside a little yes. piece of my heart is like oh, no, bro Zoe, I breaking it. like it's it's painful it's I actually ache and I want to yeah. be I want to I want to like see them running out of their classroom and I want to pick them up and hug them and ask them how their day's gone I don't want to go in when they're asleep like tonight when I get back I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pick 
I haven't cho- I haven't chosen yet which one, which child, but one of them is going to, I'm going to pick them up because Doz is away and I'm just going to sleep with them because I need to be with them. And it, it's all well and good having this great career and working and I know we have to and all the rest of it, but like, am I missing it? I can't press rewind. I just, I, yeah, I tear myself I up about it. And I know loads of people listening will also tear themselves up about it as well because it's very hard to get the balance right. And I think, yeah, just maybe the balance is slightly off. I just want to get, I can't wait to take them to Ibiza in July. <laughs> no, Zoe, do you know what I was going to say? Actually, that's a really good point. It's that whole thing of am I missing it because I do think that sometimes as well I think what am I doing like you know there's obviously there's a certain level that you know people need to work to in order to live and have Mm -hmm. an okay life but then I think so many of us just keep striving for more and more and more and then are we are we missing the important things and I do I don't I mean I'm guilty of it for sure and I do think sometimes it's important to to, to sort of re, like to pause and think yeah, yeah actually think yeah. should yeah you know is this worth it if it's making me feel so dreadful well next week I'm on the dreaded earlies hi to my hi to everyone at heart. <laughs> uh, so I've got to get up at 2 30 in the morning and I'm on there from four till six so that means I get back to do the school run in the morning and the school run in the afternoon so I'm gonna well, do it there we go so that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for it next week exactly <laughs> I love this one from Vicky because it's, it's talking about putting a two and a half year old to bed saying it's such a battle just get straight out again and it takes all evening oh, God. hello calm and bright sleep support <laughs> <laughs> yes calm and bright sleep support yeah <sighs> Gosh, I haven't had this. Have you? Where they've got out of bed constantly? No, I haven't had it. But I have got friends. I have got friends who who are going through it at the moment, and they say like it becomes like a joke when you you know you get to like the thirtieth time. Mm. But I think doing these podcasts and all of the sleep experts that we've you we know that we've chatted to, they do say like consistency and being really clear and really firm and not giving them attention when they're mm. doing those sorts of things is like absolutely key. Yeah. Um. So definitely reach out to Calm and Bright Sleep Support um, and see, you know, see if they can help you. But definitely like if, yeah, stick to your routine. Like if you've decided that, you know, you you turn off the light and you close the door and you say, right, that's it. No, no, like you don't, you know, that actually you never say don't get out of bed because then it makes them think oh I'll get out <laughs> yeah. of bed um you say okay no no I'll see you in the morning you know and you close the door and then if they get up you decide right okay I don't speak to them I just put them back in bed and then do exactly the same over and over again like as long as you're consistent with it you're I'm sure you'll turn a corner yeah do you know what get get in in one of your ears put your put your um airpods in or like a you know a headphone just in one ear and just listen to your favorite song just have it in one ear and then you just then you've then you've got something that keeps you calm. This is what That's I used to do during idea. during the madness and the insomnia and like the crying and stuff. I just used to listen to like music from DC Ten or Ibiza Space Terrace, whatever. And uh, it just used to keep me calm because otherwise I would just be in a whirlwind inside my own mind and thoughts and the screaming. So just like have it in one That's ear. That's a good idea. And then just keep like Georgia said, just keep going back straight down. No eye contact. Time time for bed now. Straight back in the bed. No eye contact. Time for bed now. You just have to keep doing it and doing it. And it might take weeks, but you will get there. You will and get there. Like, like we said, Gemma and Eve, Gemma and Eve are absolutely amazing. So just drop them a DM, and I'm sure they'll be able to give you some advice. Or listen to our podcast while you're while you're doing, going through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In an hour, we'll just fly by. Exactly. 
Um, this is from Kate. When you've let your boundaries slide a bit and feel like it's too late to change it. Let your boundaries slide a bit. And it's this could mean to... so yeah. many things. This could be boundaries slide with children, boundaries slide with like husband, whatever. It could be anyone. Mm. But I do think it's never too late to change your boundaries yeah. and pull them back. It's absolutely never too late. Like whether you, you know, however you've let them slide, it's really not too late to change anything you you're the master of your own boundaries yeah. it's one thing that we've learned since doing this in the last four years is and Anna Matha will tell you the same thing you are the master of them you decide you set them you're in control of them the minute you start yeah. feeling out of control that's because you haven't set clear boundaries and you start to feel claustrophobic overrun you know uh, overworked and and it's a bit of an ambush especially when it comes to kids so I would be very firm in your mind about what you want what it is you're yeah. not getting and I would set it out straight and do it for you so you respect yourself more and they respect you exactly and you like you can change as a person and and evolve as a person so whether your boundaries were in one place at one time it doesn't mean like you can't change your mind and go back on them because you can because it's up to you like Zoe said you're in charge of them um so yeah go for it um different parenting styles to my husband he thinks I'm too gentle and I think he's too hard (laughs) this is me and Judgy James all over I'm so I'm I'm not I don't know is gentle parenting a thing I don't yeah. know I haven't I haven't read about it yeah gentle parenting Sarah Ockwell Smith Ockwell Smith yes yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm that because I'm, I don't think I'm quite that gentle but I'm definitely the like don't give them attention if they're playing up like ignore thing, like ignore them like I'm more the bring things to calm like deal with things in a calm way are like not don't nitpick at everything I'm more on that side of the fence whereas James is very much like you set the rules they stick to them you're the boss you know that kind of stuff and yeah I I get it in some ways but we definitely clash he's like you need to be stricter and I think actually they're quite good for me yeah (laughs) they're quite good in my prayer so maybe sometimes but I'm quite happy with how you know how I am at the moment and so I think you can kind of just respect each other's Mm. ways of parenting unless it's like a real big clash you know like I don't know over something you really one's happy for them to play a Nintendo and another's not like that's that's a different thing but if it's a general style of parenting I think you just have to respect each other Mm. and also not not let them see you disagree with how you're parenting. Yeah, you like, can't. The minute you so, show the cracks between yeah, the two of you, you're in So key. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because then they realise that they can play one off against each other. You have to be a unified front when it comes to it. You can be behind doors. You can be having those conversations. Exactly. I think, absolutely. But in front of the kids, it's got to be completely a, a, a team. You come together, and that is what you've decided, and you have to stick at it. I think because the minute, like Georgia said, the minute you start, you know, oh yeah, but oh you're being a bit too hard on him, or oh god, you need to toughen up a bit. It's like then they're like, oh here we go. Mum yeah, and dad ex- don't even. The mum and dad don't even buy into what they're saying. Yeah, they don't <laughs> even know what they're doing. Exactly. Which we don't. But anyway. But also, you're not. You're you're not in you're not alone because it's exactly the same in both of our households too yes <laughs> playing with a two-year-old is difficult tenuous sometimes <laughs> 
and quite frankly boring. It is so boring. Oh God. You'd be the cat mummy. Oh, oh fuck off. I can't I actually can't do it. Like oh, I, I really can't do it. I really like sometimes Gigi brings over like little ponies or whatever it is and she's like, Hello mummy and I'm like <laughs> Should we go and do something else? You know, like I just can't do it. Like I just oh gosh, I find it so boring. Some people actually you know, they're okay at it. They can do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But they I love think it. They lo- yeah, they enjoy yeah, it. They love it. But I do think you just gotta play to your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> I you wait till they can start playing games, as in because I love playing. Me and Luna Do play. You? We yes. play Jenga. We play Uno. Me and Kit yeah. play the dinosaur bingo game. You know, we play shopping list game. They're brilliant. But your two-year-olds, no, it's it's a different level of playing at that point. And I, I hear you. To be honest with you, me and Georgia have got no advice apart from distraction is key. Move them onto something else that you want to do. <laughs> Shove them in the buggy and go out for a walk. Yeah, and also it's actually fine for them to learn to play by themselves. Yeah. I read something the other day because I think sometimes you feel guilty, like this whole, oh, you should be playing with your children, you should be playing with your children. You're a bad mum if you don't play with your children. Mm. But actually, it, it's actually it's quite a good skill to learn, like, to, to play alone like we were just on holiday with Gigi and she's more than happy to like play with all her little figures by herself and yeah sometimes I looked and thought oh maybe she you know would like me to join in but I'm just not going to <laughs> I'm just not going to <laughs> why do I want to play with her little figures when I can lie here and drink a pina colada exactly exactly play to your strengths people <laughs> <laughs> um, we really didn't get through like a quarter of those questions so apologies in advance but we'll keep them and we'll do a part two to parenting struggles for sure because we're all going yeah. through it together so before we say goodbye as always um, we love to give you the five products that we are using non-stop but we're going to do them on socials this week George yeah so have a little look out we will post them on our Instagram on Friday afternoon thank you so much for sending in your questions as always they were wonderful and please if you have time rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow that would be amazing yeah and if you've got any topics you'd like us to cover in these Friday Q&A's then please do drop us a DM on Made by Mummers on Instagram and we will be back on Tuesday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group Normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you even on a budget quality is non-negotiable That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.